We're called to discern between wheat, tear, goat, sheep, right, wrong, evil, good, clean from unclean. There's so many things we must discern. And today, as we talk about the wheat and the tear, it's really coming from the lens of our thoughts. Your thoughts are seeds. And we need to understand that. Thoughts are seeds. And the question is, what seeds have been planted in your mind that you need to uproot? There's this thing that needs to uproot in Jesus' name. And I pray that as we continue to dive into this word and God's word, it does what it needs to do to wash us clean, to renew our mind. It's funny how uh, you know most people where they talk about God's word and how they want to live and how they want to move, yet they don't actually get into God's word. Me knowing and studying God's word, it gets tough to get onto social media and start scrolling and then you're just mindlessly scrolling, right? This is what social media does to mess up our brain, uh, allow this dopamine and these dopamine hits to, to really get us to get that quick high. But when you open up the word, you get the high from the most high. I need spiritual revelation. I need spiritual food. I need to renew my thoughts and my mind. And a lot of that comes in how we think, what we see, what we hear, what we consume. What is your spiritual diet? What is your spiritual diet? Recently, I've been talking about how we need to not cast pearls onto pigs. And your pearls are your focus. You know, it could be your resources, your focus, your time, your energy, your most highly sought out asset, which today it's your time. Before it was it was really animals. That's why the, the animal sacrifice, right, back in the old testament. It was animals. That was the sacrifice back in the day because they had all the time. Nowadays, what is the enemy after? Our time. And if the enemy can get us to think a specific way a certain way, that thinking is what we speak and what we speak is what we eventually do. And what we do, which is our habits, really makes our destiny. So I always like to say that your condition is determined on your decisions. The decisions I make is based on the condition that I'm living in. We hear that uh, Isaiah verse, no weapon formed against me shall prosper right? Every lying tongue coming against me shall be condemned. No weapon formed against me shall be prosper. The weapon might be formed, but it ain't going to prosper. Well, here's the question. What if the weapon that is formed is you? What if you're the weapon that is formed against you? And it's because of your thinking, your thoughts. Well, welcome to being Simply Uncaged, y'all. That's probably why you guys are here on the pod. This is probably why you're listening to this. And this is where we're going to increase our discernment. We're going to get sharp in the spirit. We're going to rightly divide the word of truth. You're going to test everything that you hear against the scriptures. This is what we're called to be disciples. This is what we're called to be able to follow Jesus. It allows us to take what we hear from the podcast, the preacher, the pastor, the prophet, and go back and be like Apostle Paul and the Bereans in the book of Acts, where they heard the word being preached and they went back and they searched the scriptures daily. Welcome to a renewed mind, y'all. That's what Simply Uncaged is, being a, is about, right? As a man think it, so is he. And it really, it's the things in between your ear. This is actually the battlefield. Your mind is the battlefield. 
This is the, the battle that the enemy is launching attacks. If he can launch an attack of deception into your thoughts, into your mind and how you think, and you be conformed to those patterns that build habits, that make decisions, that allow you to live in that condition. Remember what you think, your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your destiny. And it's either God's will or, or thy will or my will, right? God's will or my will. We have to decide. And a lot of that has to come from our day-to-day -day habits. I don't want to step into a new season living off old systems, patterns, and habits. Going into a new season still doing the same habits and the same old patterns is just reliving an old season in a new season. It's living an old season, right, based on these patterns coming into a fresh. When God wants you to step into and when a transitioning is taking place, it always tests us to see if we're going to be a good steward of opportunities, doors, seeds that God is really blessing us. So I want to read today on Matthew 13. Again, we can go so much on this topic. God bless y'all. Thanks for just tapping in and being part of the pod, being part of this uh, community, because once we can continue to consume God's word and listen to it, I mean, you're probably at the gym. You're probably in your car. You're probably at work. Wherever you're at listening to this, you could have been listening to anything else, but you decide to hear the word of God. That already shows the first step of discipline. A disciple is disciplined. A disciple is a student. And a student has a teacher. Jesus is known as our rabbi, our master teacher. And we're the student, right? He is the, the, he's the master teacher. That's what rabbi means. And Jesus was known as the rabbi. So a disciple is a student and a student must have a teacher. Thank God for te uh, Jesus to be our teacher. It is the Holy Spirit that is our teacher, right? This is what the scriptures say. So thank God for his spirit and thank God for what he did on the cross so that his Holy Spirit may come upon us. And now we are temples of the Holy Spirit. That all power, right? That he who is within me is greater than he who is within this world. Matthew 13, verse 24. Remember, thoughts are seeds, and I want to go from this example of really fighting battles and the power of spiritual warfare. Okay, I really want to talk about spiritual warfare and how spiritual warfare biblically is just fighting in the spirit. It's just being able to fight in the spirit, and now we're going to learn how to fight in the spirit. And first, we have to understand what thoughts, what thoughts do I need to uproot that are seeds from the enemy, that are seeds from the devil. Not every seed is God, just like how not every seed is good, okay? These thoughts that the enemy sh sends our way, and you've, you've never gone through this, I don't know if you've been breathing or living long enough because we all go through these things, okay? You could be surrendered to Jesus. You could have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, blood washed, Holy Spirit filled, but doesn't mean that thoughts aren't coming. Remember, the weapon might be formed, but it will not 
prosper. So the weapon was formed, but we have the ability by the blood of Jesus as overcomers to overcome those weapons that have been formed. And that's how they will not prosper because Jesus is the head of all principalities and powers. But what if you are the weapon that is formed against you? Oh, Lord, Lord. So let's go into Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Hallelujah. And it says this, another parable Jesus put forth to them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said, sir, do you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? But then he said, no, that's why you gather up the tares. You also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and, and, the, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. This is rich, y'all. And this really is, you know, we'll probably hear a lot of people share this about end times and how Jesus is coming, right? Which is great. When I was looking through this lens, this is a parable also on spiritual warfare. You're like, hey, I'm planting good, good seed onto good ground. And then it tells us that as he's planting good seed to allow wheat to grow, the enemy comes while you're sleeping, while this person's sleeping, and plants tares. Are you spiritually asleep? Are you sitting under a sleeping church type of uh, atmosphere? You're either the sleeping church or you're the surrender church. I want to be the surrender church that's sharp in the, the spirit, discerning, right? Continuously surrendering to God, being led by the spirit through prayer, fasting, and being able to decree, declare the power and the move of God. And the question here is while they were sleeping, what was happening and what should I do to allow the tears to be gone? And he asked them, verse 27, so the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not know, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? So when the enemy's planting seeds, planting thoughts, remember thoughts are seeds. When he's planting thoughts, there is a strategic way to go to battle, to overcome, to win, to uproot, and to make sure that your garden is safe, to make sure that the wheats are actually not being uprooted at the same time of the tear. And here's a wisdom move. This is why we have to have wisdom. The Bible tells us in Proverbs, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Verse 30. So here's the play. Let both grow until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers first, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. There's timing. There's timing. When it comes to spiritual warfare, it's a process, but there's also timing 
and how we're strategically moving. I'm not just going to move just anytime. I'm not just going to move just because it's like, okay, I'm aware. I'm not going to move because I want to move. I'm going to inquire God and then I'm going to get confirmation and then move. See, sometimes we think, okay, I know it. Let's go. But you got to take it to prayer. Whenever David was getting attacked, you got to study just David and how he was fighting battles as a king right back in his day. Whenever the enemy came, and it was a lot of the times it was the Philistines, they come. I'll never forget this story where they came in, they took the wives and the children, and all the men, when they came back, they saw that their camp was burned down, the wives and the children were gone, and all the men wanted to stone. The army that was serving under David wanted to take David out and stone him because they were weeping. They were getting to that point where they just started to lose hope. And David didn't come back and start cursing them, threatening them, try to get all prideful in front of them. What he did was he inquired of the Lord. He asked God for strategic wisdom. And the Lord said, go after them. Go after them. And he led his men and they took everything that they had plus more. Whenever David was about to go to battle, he always inquired of the Lord. And that's what we must do. Sometimes our flesh gets into us. Sometimes our thought processes get into these bondages to the point where I'm like, God, you know, like I'm going all out because we want to do it in our way, out of our own flesh, out of our own anger, out of our own frustration. Oh, I've been serving in church for so long. I continue to go to services. I continue to come to Bible studies. Why am I going through this? If you're already starting to complain, it's good to ask questions, but to the point where it starts to be complaining, that's where it gets toxic. That's where it gets to the point where you're like, okay, Father, like I'm either going to surrender to your way or I'm going to do this in my own way. And what he told them was there's timing in being able to uproot the tear so that the wheat can fully grow. And when you uproot it, now you want to separate. One goes into the fire and one goes into the barn. Don't just get moved by anybody or anyone. When you're fighting the enemy, when you're going against them, he wants you to fight with the flesh. He wants you to fight flesh with flesh, but we know that the battle is not flesh or blood, right? It is against, it is spiritual. That's why we call it spiritual warfare. You think that the moment you step into the kingdom, that's when spiritual warfare starts? No. Whether you're in the kingdom or you're not, everything is spiritual warfare. And then the other side would tell you, R.C., you think everything's spiritual. Everything is spiritual. <laughs> it is. But I'm not going to get to the point where I just start twisting everything to make it spiritual in how I want it to make it spiritual. Everything is spiritual before it gets into the physical. Before it even happened in the physical, it started stirring up in the spiritual. But this is where we have to rightly divide the word of truth, where we don't want to get so far to where it's spiritual, but not biblical. Okay, if you guys were getting into this, we just talked about it on the, the last episode, spiritual and biblical. We want it both. We want God's word to align. This is reading God's word is the greatest way of how we can understand how God speaks. Amen. Now, we just see this. How can I uproot? Let's skip over to Matthew 15. Matthew 15, verse 13 to 14 it says this but jesus answered and said every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be 
uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. So God has the power to uproot, but it's really up to us to take our authority to uproot these. I uproot every negative thought that the enemy tried to plant in my mind in Jesus' name. Lord, uproot the anxiety. Uproot any seeds of doubt. Uproot any seeds of fear. Okay, these are prayers that we can pray. Father, I just uproot every seed of the devil in my mind, in my soul, in my thoughts, in my heart, in my life. In Jesus' name. I uproot it and I destroy it in Jesus' name. What they did was when they uprooted the wheat and the tare, they did it at the same time. And then they separated it. I once heard this about thoughts. Thoughts, you can't control thoughts that fly around and through your mind. You can't control a thought that flies through your mind. But you can control a thought that lands to your mind sticks to your mind meaning you don't need to believe the thought that passes through your mind when you believe it you accept it you receive it you allow it to stick to your mind do you believe the father of lies which is the devil or the father of truth the father of glory the king of kings the lord of lords right do you believe god's promises over the devil's lies. And what the enemy does is he uses a lie to try to deceive us. And we see that in Genesis 3. And how did the the enemy, how did the sneaky serpent, let's actually go there in Genesis 3. How did the sneaky serpent use a lie of deception to try to bring, again, her uh, Eve and and them to fall short through a question. Let me just share this as we kind of get a little bit deeper. And then I'm going to give you guys a few practical ways on how to make sure that you continue to not fall short of the, the deception that's out there. And continue to increase and sharpen your discernment. Genesis 3. Now the serpent, verse 1, was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said to, to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Eve already knew the plan. She already knew what God spoke to her and she spoke it right here as she was coming against the cunning serpent. But here comes the lie of him being straight up. He already prepped it up by asking a question. Verse four, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, first red flag was when the sneaky, cunning serpent saw Eve, he didn't even say, hey girl, he didn't even say, what's up? He asked her a question. This is what the provoking spirit does, asking you a question that leads into another and this is where you got to be mindful of the relationships you're around. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat at every tree of the garden? When someone just starts questioning and start asking you questions, you should already discern right away. Is this person really for me? Is this really person for, for the Lord? 
And here's what's amazing, all in that sentence. At the beginning of verse 1, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. It says Lord God. Highlight that. It says Lord God. But then when the enemy comes in, he doesn't address them as Lord God. He addresses them as God. And he said to the woman, has God indeed? All in the same. Has God indeed? He didn't say has Lord God. Why Lord means you have a relationship. What the enemy does is they love to bring religion. They love to bring up God, religion, but they never love to bring a relationship with God. This is how you're going to be able to discern the difference between religion and relationship. Again, this is spiritual wisdom. This is discernment at its finest whenever you're getting into conversations with people who truly have a relationship with the Father. And he says, as God indeed said, you shall not eat at every tree of the garden. Now, I can go a little bit deeper on that. What I wanted to share and why I wanted to give us discernment there is because we need to be fully equipped, girded up. In the book of Peter, it says to gird up the loins of our minds. We're called to guard our hearts and our minds. And that is why the battlefield is in the mind. And that is why we have to ask the Lord to uproot seeds, thought processes, habits. You might have learned from a a past church, but church isn't the way. You might have learned from a past pastor, right? That might have not been fully equipped in the word. And you don't know because you don't really know much of the word. But your pastor is not the way. The doctrines they preach is not the way. Jesus is the way. And if it doesn't lead to Jesus, you know, all good messages and all positive messages, just because it's good and just because it's positive doesn't mean it doesn't it, it leads to Christ. All positive messages, if it doesn't lead to Jesus, it is vanity. And this is where we have to rightly divide the word of truth. What thoughts have been planted in your life growing up? What seeds have been planted in your life growing up consciously and subconsciously, unconsciously, meaning you don't even know they were planted because you weren't fully aware when the seeds got planted? This is where the cleansing takes place. And one of the ways to do that, I'll give you guys two ways on how to be able to sharpen your discernment, but I really want y'all to be renewed. Here comes God's word. Listen to his word. A word that is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. A word that is health to our flesh and strength to our bones. Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with studying God's word. Know how to rightly divide the word of truth. Don't let anybody else be the final confirmation. It's the Holy Spirit and the word of God. That's all you really need. And I encourage y'all to get into Bible studies. I encourage y'all to listen to people that are Holy Spirit filled so you can get revelation that the Holy Spirit will only reveal it to you. Flesh and blood does not reveal this to you, okay, Matthew 16, but our Father that is up in heaven. And some blockages because of seeds from the demonic realm, seeds from the enemy have been planted that need to be uprooted. I uproot those seeds and I destroy those seeds in Jesus' name, but I pray that God protects every seed that he has planted in our life, in our hearts, in our mind, in our soul, in Jesus' name. Thoughts are seeds. How can I continue to renew my mind? You want to increase your discernment. Number one is God's word. Get in his word every day. Make this a snack and not just a snack, 
I, I like to say snack because snack seems light to people. It seems a lot easier to just get in for a few minutes. Few minutes becomes 20, 20 minutes becomes 30, 30 becomes an hour. And then you start to have a, a full on meal and session with God as you continue to rightly divide the word of truth. So one, to increase your discernment, you need to get into word of God. And number two is learning how to pray in the spirit and knowing how to pray in the spirit. When you're praying God's words, there's so much weight and power in praying God's word. Like, like in the book of Psalms, it says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Okay, he who is within me is greater than he who is within this world. Start praying some uh, prayers of spiritual warfare. The enemy comes one way, flees seven different ways. A righteous man might fall seven times, but they get back up again. And as you continue to decree and declare God's word and even pray God's word, the Holy Spirit will just continue to work through you. So God bless y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks so much for tapping into the pod. If you guys are here on the YouTube or on Apple, feel free to rate it, hit the sub button. We love y'all so much. A lot of the info right here in the description section. Questions, you guys can email us here at Simply Uncaged, info at simplyuncagedgifts.com. Y'all be blessed. I pray a renewing of the mind of your thoughts, your heart, and everything that God can do. Let it be able to bear fruit for seasons to pass. We love y'all in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.